A good Monday morning to you. This is 89.5 FM KOPN Columbia Community Radio. My name is Trevor Harris sitting in with you on a Monday morning, President's Day 2022. February 21st is here. Don't expect to be able to visit a lot of open banks or post offices today. Many schools are closed. If you got the day off, do enjoy it. Looks to be a beautiful day. 44 degrees right now at Sanborn Field on the University of Missouri campus. Our watcher of the skies, Jeff Wheeler, he'll be along in a bit with your weather forecast, and then we'll ease you into democracy now. That program starts at 8 a.m. each weekday, and that includes today right here on KOPN Columbia. I want to share with you a couple of bits of news that you uh, may not have heard about or may want to know more. Former Colombian, and I do believe Columbia native Bram Sable Smith and Phil Gallowitz are reporting at MissouriIndependent.com, a story that was originally published by Kaiser Health News that Missouri is taking months to process Medicaid applications longer than the law allows. If you have applied for Medicaid recently and it's taking a while, well, you're not alone. Sable Smith and Gallowitz report at MissouriIndependent.com that for nearly a decade, Missouri's Republican political leaders resisted expanding eligibility for Medicaid, the state federal health insurance program for people with low incomes. It took effect in the summer of 2021. That was after a ballot initiative passed back in 2020. Now Missouri has more pending applications for MoHealthNet, that's the name of the state's Medicaid program, than people enrolled through the expansion. While just over 64,000 folks have been approved as part of the expansion, there's nearly 73,000 applications from Missourians pending as of early February. In the state's most recent report, it said it was taking an average of 70, that's seven zero days, to process typical applications longer than the 45 days allowed by federal law. Melissa Burroughs, Associate Director for Strategic Partnerships at Families USA, a consumer advocacy group, says this means that in the midst of a raging pandemic, people who are finally able to get health coverage are being left out of the system and are left waiting and waiting. This is a complete injustice to those hit hard financially and health-wise by the pandemic. Trisha Brooks, a research professor at Georgetown University Center for Children and Families, said people waiting to have their applications approved typically keep acting as if they're uninsured, delaying needed care, and avoiding preventative services such as health screenings. If they do seek care, Brooks says they'll face large medical bills if their application is later denied. Brooks said Missouri's application processing time could get even worse when the COVID public health emergency ends. That's now slated for mid-April. Federal rules in place during the pandemic have prohibited states from removing Medicaid recipients who are no longer eligible due to income status since March of 2020, but the state will soon have to review every enrollee's eligibility status, adding thousands of cases to the workload. In December, Missouri had nearly 1.2 million Medicaid enrollees, up from about 186,000, 861,000. Easy for him to say. Let me try that again. In December, Missouri had nearly 1.2 million Medicaid enrollees, up from about 861,000 in March of 2020. That a report or recent piece from Bram Sable Smith and Phil Gallowitz available in its entirety at MissouriIndependent.com. Our own Samir Knox, along with Ali Feinberg and Hope Davis, are reporting at ColumbiaMissourian.com that the city of Columbia has awarded a contract for homelessness services planning. There is a need for ongoing homeless services for those who are unsheltered here in Columbia, and the city signed a $75,000 contract with the Housing Authority, the Columbia Housing Authority, for planning comprehensive homelessness services. City staff will present a report on these developments to the Columbia City Council today. 
It says on Monday, but I'm suspecting the city council meeting is actually tomorrow because of the uh, holiday. But let me confirm that. The proposal from the Housing Authority was the only one that met the bid requirements set by the city, according to a staff report. The Columbia Housing Authority represents a coalition of local social service agencies hoping to bring together services, including a low-barrier shelter day center, meal services, transitional housing, and supportive services. The contract covers only the planning portion of the process. City staff will, quote, work closely with the contracted collaborative, end quote, through the planning process. That's according to a city memo, and the city will approve the plan before the coalition begins work on the project. Of the contracted funds, $15,000 will cover the administration of the planning effort. That's led by CHA Housing Coordinator Tammy Matondo and CEO Randy Cole, Cole reported, or Cole said to the reporters, the remainder of the remainder will cover site planning costs for all the components other than the housing authority's permanent housing service. Cole said, "We have so much capacity that we already have things moving in that regard. The planning money could push forward the other pieces of the project. A draft of the plan will be due to the city on August 15th." That was reported at ColumbiaMissourian.com. And in terms of ongoing services to unsheltered Colombians, the emergency winter shelter room at the inn it remains open. A shuttle will transport guests from Loaves and Fishes Soup Kitchen at 702 Wilkes Boulevard starting at 5.30 p.m. each night. The shelter rotates between participating churches, and from today through this Saturday night, the shelter is at First Baptist Church. That's located at 1112 East Broadway here in Columbia. For more information, visit roomattheincomo.org or call Debbie at 573-489-2252. We've got weather coming up next from Jeff Wheeler. He's watching the skies on this Monday morning. Democracy Now! follows. You're listening to KOPN Columbia. Good morning from Watcher of the Skies Weather in West Central Columbia. Here's your morning wake-up call forecast. Today, sunny with a high near 70 degrees. South winds 7 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 24. Tonight, a chance of rain and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a low around 52. South winds 8 to 11 miles per hour, with gusts up to 21, with a chance of precipitation is 60%. Tuesday, rain, thunderstorms, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a temperature falling to around 33 by 5 p.m. Chance of precipitation is 70%. Tuesday night, part Partly cloudy with a low around 16. Wednesday, a 20% chance of snow afternoon, mostly sunny with a high near 29. Wednesday night, snow likely, mainly before midnight, mostly cloudy with a low around 22. That's your morning wake-up call weather. I'm Watcher of the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. And thanks, as always, to Jeff for sharing the weather forecast with us on the wake-up call here on Monday mornings. You can hear him other days on the wake-up call. Not every day, but most days. Wake-up call broadcast at 7.50. Kind of a transition for you between your morning air, your classical music that starts, I believe, now at 5 each weekday morning, and Democracy Now!, which kicks off at 8. That's just about two minutes away I want to remind you that KOPN is a community radio station and we operate based on member support. 
Many members give once a year. Some are sustainers where they give a set amount each month. I want to implore to you to do whatever is is right for your budget, and please make a pledge of support. KOPN needs it uh, in a special way right now because we're moving. That's right. We're coming up on 50 years old. We finally have grown up, and we've bought a building. The cost associated with acquiring the building and the improvements that are needed to get us operational there are around $650,000, and we're north of $400,000 right now. Please pledge your support, become an annual member, and make an extra gift to the capital campaign. You can do that on the website, kopn.org. The reason KOPN is worth supporting is because of the passion of the programmers and what is heard over these airwaves. So many volunteers each week, like Dr. Bruce Gordon, who brought us morning air on this Monday morning. He keeps the, the flame alive for classical music on Monday mornings, each Monday here on KOPN. And programs like Food Sleuth Radio. That's where Melinda Himmelgarn sits down with uh, an expert or someone who's concerned about our food system. And they talk each Thursday at 5 p.m. Her most recent episode with Gabri Benoit, environmental chemist at Yale University, looked at plastics and microplastics, a threat to the environment and health. That, that piece is on our website right now at kopn.org. And coming up this Thursday at 5, she'll talk to Jeff Katz, the chief impact officer at Rodale Institute, discussing the benefits of regenerative organic agriculture, challenges to creating more organic acreage, and how Rodale is helping farmers transition to organic practices. Jeff Katz from the Rodale Institute. Something to look forward to sitting down with Melinda Himmelgarn this Thursday at 5 here on your community radio station, KOPN Columbia. While you're streaming past episodes of shows like... Food Sleuth Radio, and speaking of the arts, you can also make a pledge of support to your community radio station, KOPN Columbia. It's 45 degrees at Sanborn Field on the MU campus. Democracy Now! is coming up next. Thanks for waking up early with KOPN Columbia.